All right, y'all. This is episode two of Just Jamie. Um, previously we were gonna call it some stupid shit. I don't know what it was called. I don't even remember. But I, I, I think I had actually mentioned the, the t- oh yeah, ramblings of a bitchy gay. Fuck that. We ain't doing that. It's this is Just Jamie. That's the name of the title. That's gonna be the name of it. Um, Megan's not on this ep- this uh, particular set of episode or whatever shows, whatever the fuck you wanna call them. It's just be by myself, bitching. And moaning about, you know, just news and whatnot. Um, I, d- I wanted to start the show off with. I went in the bathroom today at work, and um, I'm never gonna raise the fucking toilet seat again. I'm just gonna piss on the toilet seat, whatever. I- I'm not gonna fuck that. I've always been, you know, really good about raising the, you know, just raising it up. You know, just being a good, good human being. And, um, and sometimes to my chagrin, it's, um, covered in piss, but you know, you, over time you learn to like use the tippy ends of your fingers and touch where piss won't be, things like that to get the toilet up. So that's what I've done through the years. And this time I raised it up and somehow someone managed to get shit under the, uh, the toilet seat. I I don't know how the fuck you managed to do that. I, I don't, I don't, I don't get, I don't. I don't understand for the life of me how that's possible to, I, I mean, I, I, shit under it, okay? Um, the bo- As in under the toilet seat and on the, the, the bowl of the toilet. I mean, I don't know if it's an obesity thing. If, like, you're so fucking fat, you don't know where your asshole's at anymore. Maybe that's it. And if that's the case, just stay the fuck home. You you just need to stay home. Don't, don't come up here fucking up the toilets. Because us people that don't, you know, that, like, right now, I'm, I'm kind of hungry. I, I really could use some food. I'm not really hungry. I just want to eat. But I've been watching my, I've been watching way too much of my 600-pound life. And so I'm not going to eat because I don't want to be like that. I mean, they have, like, what they call fat pockets. They, like, I'm guessing from watching, I've watched a lot of fucking episodes, y'all. But that are, like, it's like a, it's, 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 it's like a, a, just a pocket of fat that just hangs from the middle of their leg. One woman looked like she had a ball stack, like a, like it was her testicles hanging down. It was fucking nasty. But, anyways, I just wanted to cover that real quick. That that's fucking disgusting. Just don't do that. Um, I know it doesn't make much sense, but it, it happened today, and I wanted to bitch about it. And so, anyways, my next thing was I actually heard this. Um, I think I saw this on Facebook. Uh, yesterday. And then I heard it on the radio today, and then we were talking about it at work. But anyways, um, the story goes. This is a this is a kind of a, uh, a it's just okay. I've always had this philosophy. Before I go into the story, I want to tell this philosophy real quick. If you if you work 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week, you're not complaining about anything. You're not. You just you are so fucking tired, and so just you don't have time to. to you're so just strapped for time when you do get your time off you're not spending that complaining you're you're not you're you're enjoying your little bit of time off the people who complain in retail the people who complain to the people who bitch and cause trouble for people that work are the ones who have part-time jobs or no fucking job at all it's one or the other i mean there's an exception to every rule that's that's true but that's usually what it is is you have, it's people, sorry, I gotta get up and get my drink, I almost drank out of the, my drink from 
long glass. But anyways, it's people who don't work full-time. They've got time to complain. Us people that work a full-time job and work overtime and stuff, when we go to McDonald's and our order is, and you, the person in the window has a little bit of an attitude, or the, or, we're just happy we got our fucking order. We're just glad you didn't fuck up the order. We're just glad we have food. We're in a hurry. We're hungry. We're on lunch. We ain't got time to bitch. The ones who sit there and throw a fucking fit at the window or whatever, holding up the line or whatever, or in the building causing a fit and want to talk to your manager and wanting to, uh, your number to corporate and have time to sit on hold for corporate. Those are the ones who don't have full-time jobs or they're on some sort of entitlement program like Social Security, SSI, some shit like that. That's what... They have time to complain. The ones that you hear up in Walmart showing their ass are... The people who have full-time jobs, they don't have time to show ass. They don't have time to do that. They're just glad they got their shit. They're the people who, oh, they're sold out of my mustard. Fuck it. We'll use this mustard. I've been wanting to try it anyways. It's not as bad as, it's, it's just not what I want, but it'll fucking work. They got mustard. I'm glad. Bye. The people who don't have a job are the ones who will just pitch a fucking fit about them not having their product, you know? I've been saying that for years. Um, I've worked in retail for way too fucking long. And you just notice that, that it's just bullshit. So anyways, that's, I'm guessing this woman does not have a full-time job to be doing all this crazy shit. But she might, I don't know. She's a mother of five, so, woo! But anyways, a California woman is suing Walmart for racial discrimination because it allegedly keeps its hair and skin products primarily used by African Americans in a locked glass display case unfairly perpetuating a stereotype that black people are thieves according to her attorney okay i'm gonna let y'all know that most retail facilities they don't go and spend five six seven eight hundred dollars on a big glass cabinet just to fuck with people they, they do that because they're losing five six seven hundred dollars on in product they i just from all my years on retail i'm gonna tell you to get corporate to approve you to buy a cabinet to put something in, you got to be losing a shit ton of this stuff because you got to think of the labor to install it. It's just, it's a lot of problems. The labor of having to go and unlock it for the customer. Your strength's got to be through the fucking... So for this stuff to be locked in a cabinet, shit loads of it must have been disappearing. Okay? But um, Essie Grundy, a 43-year-old mother of five... This woman is 43 and she's got five kids. Okay. Um, told reporters during a news conference in Los Angeles on Friday that the recently visited, that she recently visited um, a Walmart near her home in, in Paris to buy skin cream. And noticed that some beauty products designed for African American customers were kept under lock and key. Grundy complained that a uh, complained and was told the policy was a, Directive from Walmart's corporate office, she said. Um, actually, it was probably a directive from their asset protection manager or regional manager or market manager. That it, Most retail places are the same. It's probably the market manager's like, you're showing a lot of shrinkage in this area. You need to lock it up. You know, like when you go in sporting goods and all the, uh, all the uh, scopes are locked up and all the ammunition's locked up and the, you know, certain things are locked up. If you'll notice, like, this particular thing might not be locked up, but then like this thing that might be cheaper is locked up. That's because that item comes up. That sh they shrink out on that item. 
that means that that item gets stolen a lot. So they have to lock it up, trying to because if they okay, if they don't lock it up, people, the prices of the shit's gonna go up because they gotta make up that loss. Okay, they're doing you a favor by locking it up. Um, discriminating would be just getting rid of the product, or you know, it, it's not discrimination. It's just and if you th- and okay, that's another thing, people. If if uh, if if you feel like they're discriminated against you, don't fucking shop there. Show them your anger by not giving them your money. Okay, G- getting Gloria Allred involved. All you're doing by doing all your all that's doing is just. It's just costing money. It's taking people's bonuses away. Um, but um, okay. But anyways, but when she returned to buy a forty-eight cent comb, Grundy told reporters she was shocked to find that the item was locked up despite its relatively low cost, and that she needed assistance from a store clerk to take the comb off the shelf for purchase. In contrast, beauty products for other races were readily available and not kept behind glass partitions, according to Grundy and her attorney, Gloria Allred. I've always heard horrible things about Gloria Allred, so. Always. Just horrible, horrible things. Um, he goes on to say, I just feel that we need to be treated equal, Grundy said, according to KTLA. It's no way, okay, that's not equal, that's being treated a better or above. You know, I'm not getting in the whole race thing because I don't give a fuck, it doesn't affect me. But um, it doesn't affect you know my friends that I you know, it doesn't affect me directly, so I have no say in that. I'm just saying from a retail point of view, it's not a racial thing. It's just this shit's coming up missing, so therefore we lock this shit up. It's that's it's really simple. Um, it has nothing to do with African Americans uh, or what. It's not saying they're thieves. It's just we got it's our paperwork is showing that this is missing. So. We're going to lock it up. Period. So anyways, uh, uh, Allred uh, did not specify the amount of damage Grundy is seeking, but the mother's lawsuit demands an immediate end to Walmart's policy of segregated, in quotes, segregated beauty products in addition to an apology, CBS Los Angeles reports. Okay, uh, Grundy, meanwhile, said the circumstances were limited to just her local Walmart as she found similar arrangements at two other... Wait, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck that up. Grundy, meanwhile, said the circumstances weren't limited to just her local Walmart as she found similar arrangements at two other nearby locations. Beauty products designed for black shoppers were placed under additional surveillance, while items primarily used by other shoppers were not, she said. All right, so... So that means she went to other Walmarts in her neighborhood, and they were locked up as well. You know, that those products were locked up. Okay, so that means that shit's coming up stolen in those mark in that area, in that... that Market would be like neighborhood. In that neighborhood, pretty much what she's doing is she's just advertising to the whole world that the black folks cream is, or whatever, is getting stolen while the white folks cream is not. Because Walmart don't give a shit what color you are. They they, they care about how much money you got. They care about what you're spending. They will prosecute a black person as quick as they'll prosecute a white person or any other color person. It, they don't give a shit. Okay. Um, I, at least I don't think they do. Uh, I know they don't. They would not be as big as they are if they were racist, for God's sakes. They just, they care about the, the, uh, forgive me for using the, you know, this is the almighty dollar. Um, but anyways, Walmart officials told Newsweek, Newsweek that security measures at each store are based on transactional data gained from that location. So that means, um, 
if they purchased 55 uh, bottles of St. Ives lotion and they put them on the shelf and then they go back to the shelf a week later and there's zero. There's It's, it's showing an out. But then they scan it and they check the on hand and it's showing that they should have 40. That means they have a phantom on hand of 40, which means either they've they're in the building somewhere, so then an on-hand count's got to be done, so they'll count the back room in the front. And if it shows zero still, they'll have to do an on-hand change. Okay, so the local associates, usually in retail, the local associates don't know shit about the on-hand change or anything. Or they don't know about shrink or anything. All they do is they do an on-hand adjustment. Because perpetual inventory is not going to send any more if they don't do an adjustment. So they go in this in their, in their, 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 their inventory system, and they adjust the count back down to zero. So that means they took a loss of 40 because they sold 10 and 40 come up missing because they ordered 50. Okay, so 40, they we would call that shrinking out. Now, that means either someone stole them. In retail, we would call it shrinking out. Someone either stole them, which would be, or, or they're just missing. But no, nonetheless, or they were accidentally thrown away. Nonetheless, they're shrink. They're considered shrink. Okay, so 50 more are ordered. You know, Perpetual automatically sends in 50 more when she zeroes it out. If that's approved. Okay. So then those get sent in. Those get sent to the store. She puts them on the shelf because all 50 fit because they're small. And then uh, two weeks later, she checks it. Another When they're doing their they're checking for outs, she, it's an out again. She checks the on hand. Uh, we have showed five sold. 45 come up missing. Or 45 are not, on, are, are not here. So she goes to the back room. She has to do another on hand adjustment. Okay. These generate reports. Every time an on hand adjustment is done, it generates reports showing that Okay, we are, the product is not selling, it's not lost in the back room, it's shrinking out. It's now generated, a, it's now a, 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 a high theft item is what they would count it as. And then some of the items, if they're on a peg, they can use a lock and peg for them, which really doesn't help. It just keeps, it just annoys the people who don't steal, because people who do steal are just going to cut the fucking peg. Um... So, and they probably did. They probably used a lock and peg to begin with, and that didn't work because lock and pegs cost, you know, lock and pegs is as simple as going to the back room, grabbing one, and then put locking it onto the wall and then locking your stuff on it. That didn't pro probably didn't even work. And so then they switched over and they put, they ordered a glass cabinet and put it in. That's usually how that works. So it's not like a, and it probably wasn't every single item in that four foot section. I mean, from my experience with retail, it probably wasn't. What it probably was, was about 10 items of the 50 that were there were shrinking out dramatically. Okay, so they just, the, the cabinets come in four-foot sections, so they just put a four-foot section up. It, it, and that's how, and they just locked up the whole four-foot section. That's probably how they did it. And they're actually doing you a favor. I mean, think about it like this. Okay, say you only use, um... Uh, gold bond, I'm going to say gold bond, a diabetic lotion. That's all you can use on your diabetic feet and your eight toes because you ate too many sweets and your toes don't fucking fell off. Okay. But you can only use that and you got crusty ass runaway, you know, like Holocaust feet. You've got to get cream on them. Okay. And you just ran out, but it's a high ticket. It's a sh it shrinks. People steal the fuck out of it. Okay. And you get up there and they don't use no cabinet, no cabinet at all. They just have it out on the shelf and it's all gone. Well, see, if it's stolen, then perpetual inventory is not going to know to automatically order that and send it in. And if you don't have a department manager that's watching that stuff like a hawk, and sometimes you do have a shitty department manager or an overworked department manager that's not watching it like they should. Okay, so now, you know, drove up to your store, 
and they and they don't lock it up because they don't give a shit because they don't want the glory all red to get after their ass. So they don't lock it up. They just leave it on the shelf. And now you gotta go home with 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 uh with Holocaust feet, and your feet's gonna burn tonight because you're all out of lotion, or you're gonna buy some other lotion, you know, some knockoff shit because they're out of yours, and your feet gonna get cut off. So because this bitch causing a big deal, not allowing glass cases to be in, and because Walmart wasn't able to protect your lotion, you ain't got no feet. So I mean, you know, fuck this bitch. But anyways, that's 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 off-roading as they call that. I'm gonna get back to the story. Uh, says okay. So anyways, uh, we're sensitive to this situation and also understand, like other retailers, um, that some products such as electronics, automotive, cosmetics, and other personal care products are subject to additional security. The company said in a statement, those determinations are made on a store-by-store basis, in other words, by asset protection, um, using data supporting the needs for the heightened security. While we've yet to review a complaint, meaning nobody's complained about this. Everybody is totally fine with going to get an associate to unlock your shit and then get you whatever you need out of it. Most people are probably fucking glad. They probably are so happy they finally put a damn case in because before the fucking case was put in, their shit was always stolen. And they have to go to that goddamn confident black woman store that used to be a fucking gas station. And everybody knew it used to be a gas station because where the pumps used to go, there's still a block of cement where the pump used to be bolted in at. But the, the Indian guy that owns it now wants you to think it's a fucking boutique when you know damn well it ain't. And he's charging you ten times more for the same shit you can get at Walmart for a fucking dollar. So, probably everybody in the damn town's like, thank God this this Walmart put this shit in a glass case. So when I come to get whatever the hell makes my hair nice and soft and pretty for my husband or my wife or whatever, they got it in stock. But You know, because who the fuck wants to get it from the goddamn used-to-be gas station now, a boutique place that charges too much? Oh, and by the way, 90% of them make you spend 15 fucking dollars if you got a fucking debit card. So fuck that place. I know they're just trying to make a living, but fuck them. Um, uh, complaint, uh, we take this situation seriously and look forward to addressing it with the court. Good. I'm glad they didn't kowtow down to the, or whatever. I'm glad they didn't cower down to this shit. Because this is bullshit. This is picking at straws. I mean, you know, if, uh, if, if you have data showing that the, uh, the white associates are getting raises before anybody else and shit like that, then I would understand, you know, there being an issue. But you having to wait for somebody to unlock your fucking lotion, you got too much time on your hands. This is obviously not a nurse or a factory worker that's working 60 hours a week. This is somebody who either works part-time or don't work at all. Um, uh, that transactional data at each location, according to Walmart's statement, determines the different differing levels of security for certain products. Oh, looky there, what I just said earlier about lock and peg versus spider wrap or whatever. Um, a high-value item in Washington or California or Colorado is not necessarily going to be a high-value item in Virginia or Tennessee. The statement continued. That's why you've, that's why you have fishing equipment locked up in Florida. That is, that is true. This shit's locked up here, locked up tight. But um, I, I, I try to do these podcasts pretty often, and I wanted to. I, I, I wanted to talk about that because I mean this is this kind of hits near and dear because I am in a retail family. Um, my, you know, mama works retail. My, my husband works retail. I work retail. Um, my best friends work retail or have worked retail. My, everybody has worked retail. So that's, um, that's why I kind of hit near and dear. And I was like this bitch, because, okay. Think about like, if you're, if you, uh, you're at your home 
and you, you know, you, you lock your bike up and then your neighbor starts throwing a fit because you locked your bike up. Okay. And you're saying it's racist that you locked your bike up because your neighbor happens to be, you know, Mexican or, 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 or whatever. Number one, it's none of your neighbor's fucking business because it's your bike. Okay. It's yours. It's your personal property. Okay, well, that's the same as Walmart. Walmart is a, that's private property. You see what I'm saying? That's their shit. And Walmart, in my opinion, has spoiled the nation. They have just, they just give in to every little thing to customers. And it's just bullshit. It, 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 back in the day when there was like the mom and pop stores that charged way too fucking much money for their stuff, or even the Indian that owns the gas station, what used to be a gas station, now it's a boutique place. If you throw a fit in his gas station, now boutique thing with the, you know, the, the block things out in the front where the pumps used to be bolted on, if he'll kick your ass out, he don't give a fuck or she don't give two shits. Get the fuck out of my place. Leave. Fuck you. And who are you going to call? Because, I mean, corporate office is right there in the building. That's, he's right there. She's right there. They own this bitch. Who the fuck, what what email are you going to send? Get the fuck out of my store. You know, but at, like, if you go to a Walmart or Kmart or Target and you act a fool and they tell you to get out, you can then call corporate and it just costs them money. So, this is... It's just stupid. This is just this this waste everybody's time when they could be dealing with other stuff. And I have and the the money that they pay the attorneys to take care of this shit is money they could give they they could give, you know, associates and stuff. I mean, they they've been they've been given they've been doing pretty good by the associates as far as I'm concerned. You know, they've been giving them raises and payout and then the ones who didn't get a raise got a payout i mean that's that's pretty fucking good i mean it used to be i remember whenever you know they if they gave they raised up shit they you didn't get nothing you're like fuck you you know you huh, guess you should have started whenever you know because I, mean, I worked at walmart a long time ago but it's just don't it's just dumb don't don't be stupid about this shit so anyways um Oh, by the way, I still haven't gone to this that weight loss place. I'm I don't know. I'm eating my salads and just being miserable. Now, yesterday I did go ape shit. Oh my god, I ate like four rest crispy treats and they were so goddamn good. They were so fucking good. But anyways, enough of that story. Um, the I um what the fuck? Oh my god, you piece of shit. Um, anyways, so on our next, and the next story that I wanted to talk about, since my laptop decided to fucking interrupt me. Um, so anyways, in the next, in this next story that I wanted to, to, to go, you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm gonna do this story on the next pot. Well, hell, it'll be old fucking news by then. Um, so anyways, in this next story, I'm just gonna go over it real quick. Um, it's a, a bill proposed in California, of all fucking places, uh, would make it illegal for restaurant servers to give guests plastic straws unless requested. Okay, um, with the threat of a thousand dollar fine or jail time attached. Okay, 
if you're a server, I mean, you already make less than minimum wage. You're you're living off of tips. I mean, I don't. It's a fucking plastic straw. Recycle the shit. Jesus Christ. I don't. I don't. I just. I don't even want to fucking read this. This is so goddamn stupid. Some of this. It's like the Tide Pod shit. I, I'm so glad nobody cares anymore, because it's fucking dumb. I don't like Tide Pods because I actually use less detergent than is recommended. I use. I mean, not a lot, a lot less, but I don't. I don't put like with my washer request. I put it right at the very tippy end of the little measuring thing, because I just. I don't need all that shit in my on my clothes and stuff and. It works fine. I use really expensive detergent. Not really expensive, but it's equivalent to Tide. I use uh, Persil. And it's it's good shit. But, goddamn, you know? Just, ugh. These people, just, there's just too much. I don't even, ugh. God. And, like, the Tide Pot. Fuck them. Yeah, fuck, fuck you and your Tide Pot. Eat it. Eat it. Eat them all. Eat, them, eat, eat, eat a couple more. It's getting fucking hot in here. I wish I, my nose would get stopped up. I, ugh. Okay, y'all. I'm done. Um, there you go. I, episode two. I love all my listeners. I I think I've got tons of listeners now. I'm so happy. I, I'm glad y'all let me rant. I know this probably wasn't as good as the other one. I don't have shit to talk about. If you want me to talk about something, fucking put it on. It's it's Facebook.com/slash/LovingChristJamie. Um, send me a uh, send, put a, a post a message on there. Um. All right. So now we're gonna talk about. We're gonna uh, we're gonna talk about family for a minute. Got the, the family half hour. So um, Vime's wondering. I guess I'll I'll go into. We're gonna I'm gonna try to tell a little bit of family story every time. Um, I don't talk to my mother. She's a cunt. Um, the only thing that keeps me from driving down to her house, I call her mother, so she don't sue me. I don't want to use her real name. Is um. One day, I'm her only living heir. I'm her only child. She um she married my father, had me. My father beat the fuck out of her on a regular basis. And I mean bad, not like a little slap here and there, but I'm not throwing her ass, beat her. And so she left him finally after a couple of years, or uh, I think about a, a couple of years. I think I was, she'd been with him for probably over a year, and then she had me. Why? Why would you have a child? If your husband is beating you, don't fucking have a kid. That's stupid. But anyways, that's a whole, um, that's a whole, I mean, it's, come on. Oh, he's beating me. I'm going to pump a unit out. Maybe he'll stop beating me. No, he's still going to beat you. He's a fucking psychopath. But anyways, she had me and, um, and then she finally, I guess, got the, nobody's ever told me like what really happened. She sure as fuck didn't, but I kind of picked up pieces here and there. She, she checked out or she left. But the thing is, is she left me there. And from what I've heard through people, she was going to come back and get me. But she never did. Okay? She left her child with the the man who beat her and the family who allowed him to beat her. She left me there. So, there's some animosity towards her for that. And then she left. She never, she just left. But she didn't just vanish she come back whenever I was probably six. I remember I got home from um. I come to the I got to the house and walked in the door and she was sitting on the um on the couch. There she is, mommy. That's what I called her when I was little. It's mother now. 
bitch. But it was mommy then. Um, and I got to see her again. And oh my god, you know, I got to see, you know, it's like, it's kind of like, think of, like, in AI, artificial intelligence, the movie, the Blue Fairy. That's what it was like to me, because I projected all this stuff towards her. So there's mom, you know, mommy is what I called her then, you know, mother now. <laughs> so, and then, you know, I don't remember anything but that. I remember that scene, and then that's it. It's a cut. I don't remember anything else. Um, I think she got me some gifts. I think I remember gifts that she had bought me. And then she's gone again. And then uh, I remember I remember hearing these stories. She would come and see my memo and my aunt and my uncle, because they were really young. They were almost my, they were a little bit older than me. Like, you know, like five years older than me. Because my grandmother, what she did was she had three kids, um, Uncle Art, Uncle Louie, and Mother. And then that marriage didn't work out with Grandpa Russie. So she she they, they separated, I guess. Nobody's really told me that information. But then she remarried another man and had more kid had three more uh, two more kids. Sorry, two more kids. She had Dennis and Debbie. So that's kinda that's I mean, that was kinda dirty. I've heard do that, but I don't know the backstory of that. I don't know if they were taken away. She was like, "Okay, I can make more, no big deal," or what? I don't know what happened there. Don't really care. So, there's that. Um. So, anyways, um, I'm her only kid, so at least she didn't, you know, she she pretty much never had another kid after me. So, and I also I was a big baby, and she was a tiny girl, tiny woman, and uh, she ain't tiny no more. She she you know she's older, a little bigger. <laughs> Pull up some seats, mom. Um, but she, 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 um, she never had any more kids, so that's good. So, but then I remember her. She, but anyway, she would come and she would see Mima and 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 Dennis and Debbie and Uncle, but she wouldn't see me, you know. And so, but I would hear about oh, they just love each other so much, and Debbie and Annie, mother, were so close, and um. And it would just, you know, it would go on. And so I would hear about that, and I would hear about Mother. And just, you know, my mind is equivalent to, like, the Blue Fairy, you know. This amazing person. So then, um, I think I saw her again. Well, then whenever I was, uh, I think 16, my grandmother died. My great-grandmother died. And I didn't go to the funeral... No, something happened, and I come home, and I was all sad, and uh, my aunt slash foster mom, my aunt and uncle adopted me, so when I say my foster mom, foster dad, it's my aunt and uncle, um, she, uh, I think she called information and got mother's number somehow, she, she was a fucking psychopath liar, so she probably had the fucking number the whole time, who the hell knows, they love to fuck with me, mind games, God, my family loves some fucking mind games. So, anyways, she, um, I'm not crying or anything, y'all. My nose is stopped up because I'm in, uh, the studio is getting hot. But anyways, um, she called her and said, you need to have something to do with, you know, Jamie is your son and you need to have something to do with him, blah, blah, blah. So, mother writes me a long letter. This is before email and shit like that, really. She writes me a long letter and I remember going and getting, um, I, but anyway, she writes me a, a letter, and I write her one back, I think, and then she, um, she, 
invites me to she she invites me to come to see her for Christmas. She wants me to see her for Christmas. And so I was just ecstatic. I was so excited. And I remember my my foster mom wouldn't pay for me to get a haircut. My hair is really curly and bushy. And I wanted a haircut so bad. So I had a friend of mine, Bridget. Bridget ain't never cut hair in her life. But, you know, she's trying. Cut my hair. And I remember Bridget cut my hair by grabbing wads of hair and just cutting it. You know, just a wad of hair and cut it, wad of hair and cut it. We didn't have clippers or anything. And, um... Because people just didn't have clippers back then. You know, this is a long time ago. And not the 1800s, but, you know, it was a good while ago. You know, I'm 34 years old. Um, So, and I was just, I was, I was the, the foster kid. So, I didn't get haircuts and shit. Not not like everybody else. Not like my sister did and stuff. You know, my sister wanted a haircut. She got a haircut. She got highlights. She got whatever she wanted. But I didn't get that kind of shit. So, um, and I remember my hair being so fucked up. It's, it, but you can't really see. I have bushy, curly hair, so I was kind of able to cover up the fuck-ups. It was so goddamn bad. But anyways, and I was a big old fat kid, you know, and I was very awkward. I was so damn awkward. And um, I was awkward for most of my teenage years. She comes and gets me, and she takes me to my her uh, brother-in-law, her sister-in-law's house, which I, you know, my aunt, um, my step-aunt, I guess. And we spent the whole day together. And my step aunt gave me all these really cool flowers, these clippings and stuff, because they were working on the yard anyways. And she gave me these really awesome clippings, because I loved to, to to plant shit back then. And so that was the time I got to see mother. And I actually have a picture of us together. It was big old, I was huge. And so, um, and then we talk a little bit. And then all of a sudden, she stops taking my um my calls. It was about a year or two. I think we kind of not really saw each other, but we, no, it couldn't have been a year or two. But anyways, we talked, but not talked on the phone or we talked on the phone and, and by the, and I had to have been 17. I had to have been 17. And, um, and then I remember the last time I ever talked to her, I said, me and a friend are coming to Florida to see her. And, um, We were oh how did it go? We were coming to see her, and she um and she said, well I hope you're gonna get a hotel. And I was like, you got a couch, don't you? And I was joking pretty much. I was actually joking because me and we were I, I don't want I don't want I wasn't gonna stay at her house anyways. I didn't even know what her house looked like. I'd never been to her house. I was 18 years old and had never been to my own mother's home. I'd never been in her yard, never seen the inside of her house, nothing. Um. So. She, I hung up. And then I, and I, it was before cell phones, so I didn't call her, so I, I called her home phone again, and she had a personal message on it, and all of a sudden, and then, you know, called voice answer machine, call answer machine, call answer machine, call answer machine, and it was her personal message. Then all of a sudden, it changed to the, like, the automated message, the message that's just on there. It changed to that. And, um... And so, and then all of a sudden, her phone number changed. It was no more. And so she cut me off. And that was from the age of like 18 all the way till I was uh, 24. When I turned 24, it was when Facebook was coming up. Not Facebook, MySpace was coming up. And I found her on MySpace. And of course, her fucking account's private. You couldn't see any pictures. Most MySpace accounts were private, though. You couldn't see any pictures or anything. 
And so, but I, I got to see mother, you know, I got to see her. I hadn't seen her in so long, you know, I hadn't seen pictures of her or anything and, you know, in her awesome life living, you know, where she lived and all. And so I sent her this long email on Facebook. I messaged her on there. I was like, you know, hey, you know, I'd love to talk to you. No reply. So I then, I could see her friends on there. So I found a, one of her friends and it's just a fluke accident that I found one and I messaged that friend. And I told her the situation, and so she went and met with mother, and um, they went and had lunch or whatever, and she approached her about it, and mother does not like that at all, you to do shit like that to her. Um, and she told this woman that um, she, would, she was going to contact me and explain everything, and that I had, the reason why she had stopped talking to me is because I said that I heard that I called one day and another woman picked up, so I insinuated that her husband was cheating on her and she loved her husband more than anything and um, and she wasn't going to let me break them up. It's just a total fabrication. It's bullshit. I never fucking did that. I, I never. I mean, why would? I mean, it's just not even a dramatic. I know I was an awkward kid, but Jesus Christ, not that. And y'all, I know this is kind of sad and weird and uncomfortable, and I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm, I'm, this is, leave me some damn comments if you want me to talk about other shit. This is what I'm going to talk about. Um, so I then, but anyway, she told her, she said, she's going to contact you. And I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, mother's going to contact me. I can talk to mother. You know, I haven't talked to her in so long and I would love to get to know her. No contact, no contact, no contact, no contact. And so I just, you know, complete disappointment. Okay. Don't get to talk to mother. Well, then I'm sitting in the, in the room one day and I was like, you know, her house is only four hours from mine, from, you know, from where we live. Let's just go down there. We'll, you know, take some days off, take take some take a week off of work, you know, vacation. Spend the whole week there in the area, you know, because there's lots. It's a it's a tour, you know. It's a it's a destination area. We'll spend the whole time there, and then we can um we can so then we can go on the last day and see her, you know, go knock on her front door. Approach her face to face and talk. So that's what I do. I, I knock on her door. I approach her face to face. Can we talk? And um, my stepdad answers the door, and I'll never forget what he said because I could hear my heart in my ears. Just the, 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 the I could I could hear. I mean, it was just I thought I was gonna just die right there. He answers the door. And he says, "Can we step outside?" And, and all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh my God, this man! I don't know. I, mean, I don't know him from Adam. I I really don't know him that well." And um, can we step outside? I'll never forget that. And I thought, "Oh God, he's gonna stomp my ass in the front fucking yard. How embarrassing!" Mother's up in there, all just ratchet up in there, looking through the window, like kick his ass, kick his ass, kick his ass. I'm calling the law. I'm calling the law. Kick his ass. He's on our property. Stand your ground. Fuck him. You know, fuck him up. He won't quit sending me emails. He's got my friends picking me up. Whoop his ass. That's what's going through my head. And so I was like, okay. So I step out. And, um, and he says, um, uh, mother, I'm not going to say her name, of course. It's not here right now. She'll be here in a couple hours. So if you want to come back. Okay. Your long lost stepson shows up on your front fucking door. But mother's out getting makeup or something or getting her nails done. So can you come back a little later? I know you live five fucking hours away, but this isn't a good time. 
and I don't want you in my fucking house because I don't know who you are. Come back. Can you come back? And, of course, me, you know, yeah, okay, okay, I'll come back. All right. This is before I turned into a cunt. Um, I turned into mother. Um, So, of course, me calling her this shit. I'm pretty much burning any bridge that could ever be salting the earth, cementing the river over, you know, setting it ablaze, whatever. So, anyway, so, me and my, and this, I was with my husband at the time. You know, me and him came down. It was actually me, him, and a friend. So we we go to Walmart and we print a picture of me and him on the beach, and um, we have it framed, you know, and all, and we go back. And I thought, you know, if she doesn't have anything to do with me, I'll just leave this picture on the porch and I'll never talk to her. I'll never try again because I mean, there's only so many times you can get a middle finger before you finally just give up. I don't care if it is your mom, you will eventually take it from me. You will give up. Um. And so we go back, and I knock on the door, and there's Mother. She opens the door. Oh, my God. She doesn't invite me inside. She doesn't invite her kid inside. No, no, no. She steps outside. And I thought, okay, well, I'm about to get the whole, don't shut back in my fucking yard again. I don't want to see you again. Fuck you. I'm done. You're not my kid. That's what I was expecting. But it wasn't. It was actually a really good conversation. We sat there on the porch for like three hours talking. You know, my um, me and, just me and her. And then my husband gets out of the car and he comes and talks and all. And um, and so I we're done. And then, you know, I'm used to mother. So I'm like, okay, I'll probably never hear from her again. I'll never speak to her again. Whatever. That's fine. No big deal. So... We, um, I get home and a couple days later, I get a friend request on Facebook and I look and it's mother. Oh, wow. No, it was actually, it was on MySpace. I'm sorry. I get a friend request on MySpace. Well, I'm not a fucking idiot. I knew she had a MySpace page. She created another one with no friends on it with just me. Because I mean, you know, how do you explain to people your 25 year old son or 20, 20, 25 year old son? How do you explain? Hi. I know it looks, you know, I've always been a, you know, a woman that no kids. And now I, it's not that I have a newborn. I have a fucking grown man son and he has a husband and they have a dog. Grown man. People are going to fucking look at you like you're weird. You know, they're going to, they're, you know, they're, you're going to, I don't care who the fuck you are. You're going to look weird. You're going to look like a cold hearted bitch. So in other words, the truth about you is going to come out and you really want that. I get that. So she kind of needed to slowly, slowly, kind of like butt sex. She had to slowly stick it in the hole with lots of lube, real slow so it doesn't rip. So she created a second page to have me on there with a couple pictures. So just pretty much so she could get a hold of me and all. So, I, and, you know, and me being, oh, 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 I got, oh, mommy. You know, me having attention from mother. I was all for it. Whatever. Let's go. So, I accept the friend request. We're friends on there. Well, then, um, she sends me a, an email saying, hey, um, we're coming down for Christmas to, you know, her sister and brother, her sister-in-law's house. We're coming down. We would love to have you there. We'll be there this day, this day, this day, this day. I'm like, okay, that's awesome. Yay. I'll be there. I think it was for Christmas, actually. It might have been for Christmas. So, um, I take off work, haul ass down there. And, um, 
on the way heading there, she sends me her cell phone number. And I just, I'll never forget the, this is really happening. That feeling of, oh my God, we're really friends now. We're friends. I'm friends with mom. I have, oh my God. You know, I remember being so excited by that. And we were the best of friends for five years. And then um, I got hurt in a car wreck. And I um, I went to go stay with my with my um, my foster mother slash aunt. And um, my uncle had died by then. He died of cancer. It's another podcast. And I noticed that mothers... I would call a mother and it would go to voicemail and not get a call back or a text back. It used to be for five years. If I ever called her, it was always pickup. The bitch didn't work. Her husband made plenty of money. She was, you know, she did odd things here and there because she was bored, but she didn't work. Um, she, but it was, I wasn't getting messages back or I would get a, sh- like I would send her a long message and I'd get a short one back. And I know I was a bit odd because I was hurt pretty bad in that wreck and I didn't know how to take it myself. And I was trying to be a big boy and not be all poor, pitiful Jamie. But then on the other side, I really didn't, I, I was, I was kind of, you know, pissy and angry at the whole thing. And so it was a, I was a bit awkward. I get that. And I, I under, understand, you know, that I was a bit odd, but I remember making a comment many, many, many years before that if if I ever wake up and this life, you know, of living, you know, being free of my foster parents, if I'm back at their house, you know, if I'm if if, if all this is was just a dream and I really didn't become and that's for another podcast, that's for another show. But if I didn't become free of them, I, you know, if if I was actually stuck, I was still there and I, I didn't like move away, you know. I'd burn the fucking house down around them, you know? And all of a sudden I wake up and I'm I'm not free anymore. I'm back in that I'm back there. I'm back with my foster parents again. So, yeah, burning the place down did cross my mind, but you know, I was in a wheelchair at the time, so it'd be really difficult for me to like set it ablaze and get out, you know, or drive or anything. Um so um but anyways, I noticed mother's messages were getting fewer and Fewer and fewer and fewer and fewer. So, anyways, I finally left there. I, I was rehabbed and all, and I just wasn't... I, I, I went to go stay with uh, my husband's mother, you know, because I was actually coming back down to Florida. Me and... At the time, we lived in a townhouse, and there was just no way for me to be in a wheelchair in the townhouse. So, that's kind of the reason... And, you know, and me and Lamar had been together for a long time. And he, we just both needed some, just some away time, just some breathing room. You know, we'd been together for years. And so we just kind of called it all, called it quits for a little while. So, you know, and I don't, I'm not ashamed of that. And he's not ashamed of that. You know, it's just, we're fucking adults. That's what we needed to do at the time. And there was no way for me to get to me. I wasn't going to be in that townhouse in a wheelchair and shit. And so, um, but anyway, so I was going back to him because I was better. I wasn't in the chair no more. And my foster mom was into drugs and shit. And I wasn't wanting to, you know, I wanted away from that as soon as possible. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be questioned by the DEA and my spotless record to be fucked up. So anyway, so, and I had sent, I, and I remember sending mother a message saying, hey, I'm going to be passing by your place on the way to, you know, my place, you know, whenever I go to, you know, to Florida. Why don't, 
you know, would you like to do lunch? You know, because I can stop by. And it was a long message I sent her, and she replied, just, no, thank you. That was it. It, was like, it wasn't, wasn't a, she didn't even bother to make up some lies or something. It was just, no, thank you. And I was like, you dirty bitch. But, you, know, you motherless cunt. So, um, I was like, oh, wow, okay. Well, then I, uh, a mutual friend of ours, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of skewing from the story with this. I'm just going to make up. But a mutual friend of ours, I went into, the, I went into their Facebook page. And um and she had been talking to this mutual friend, me and mother mutual friend, and she'd been saying some real dirty shit about me. I mean some nasty shit. And and I was just kind of I was like you know, I mean she would literally get off the phone with me and talk shit behind my back. My mother did this. Um when she could have just not picked up the phone or not talked to me, you know. So, me being, you know, oh, you know, I immediately uh, screenshot the messages and text them to her. And I, I just said, what's this? That was the last, she never replied, ever. I've never gotten an answer to why she doesn't speak to me anymore. I've never gotten an answer to why she did that. She never told me. To this day, she has never she replied with a picture, and that was of, uh, I had put a picture on Facebook. Um, I put a picture on Facebook. It was the, in, uh, I think it's, uh, Panama City, or Panama City Beach, Florida, I think is where the, uh, the Ripley's Believe It or Not house is. It's upside down. And I said, oh, it looks like a house landed on Mother. I took a picture of it and put it on Facebook. Landed on Mother. I'm going to go and see if I can steal her ruby slippers. It was a, more of a Wizard of Oz Wicked Witch. It was just, it was a fucking joke. Um, something she used to be able to take, but now she couldn't take anymore, I guess. I don't know. But, so I, um, she replied, I had sent her that message. I sent her some message about, um, I think it was in my, I don't know. But she replied with that. Don't contact me anymore. I think is how it went. She, I think she's since changed herself on, but, and then she does weird shit, which I mean, it's my own dumbass for checking the messages, but I'll like, I'll search her name. And of course, and then I'm a pestery little fuck. I will go in and search her name, um, and find her. And then, um, I'll start liking her shit. And then I'll like her shit and like her shit and like her shit. And then if, if it, or I'll comment on her shit. I'll comment on her stuff. And she will, um, oh, sorry. <laughs> Speaking of, she's got a new message on here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I will, um, I will try to go back and edit that long pause out. It, it kind of caught me off guard. Oh, I've, I've got to stop screaming in this. I know it's popping out speakers. I'm sorry. I'm, I, it, she just, she runs me up the wall. Um, so anyways, and, and I allow her to do it because I go to her fucking Facebook. But what she'll do is um, I'll like her shit and she'll block me. And I'll be like, oh, yay, I won. She blocked me. Woohoo. And then I'll, I'll, and then I'll, all of a sudden I'll be unblocked. And so like always, I will send her a, um, I'll send her, a, um, a, uh, Friend request. 
It's just like a little thing. And she'll wait a couple days and she'll finally reject it. And then she'll post publicly all of her um, all her locations. It's just weird it's how she does that. She just posts these tons and tons of locations. She'll post them. And then, um, but everything else is private. And then she'll make certain things public, like little nasty little things. She'll put pro, you know, she'll make private. And then, um, and then she'll, uh, she'll make public to where uh, they can be seen. I don't know if they're for me. I don't care. But, um, anyway, so I just went onto her page because I was just, because I was talking about it. And it says, uh, please stop sending, in quotes, messenger messages that are not private. I, in all caps, hate messenger, in quotes. The only messages I receive on there are, quote, hate messages or truly private messages. So every, in all caps, time I hear the messenger ding on my phone, my heart drops. It's very, in all caps, annoying. I do not, in all caps, acknowledge messenger messages. I wish I could delete it off my Facebook. I've had the same cell phone number for over 10 years, and truly private messages should probably go to my cell phone number. And, um... So I, I I guess she's not changed her. Um, I've gotten so much hate on mine that it literally gives me anxiety. <laughs> well, she's a hateful woman. She deserves it. She thinks that. Oh, she's never ever ever. Um. Thanks. Uh, I was debating whether or not to post this, but yesterday was my birthday, and I was trying to enjoy my day. And the flipping ding kept going off on my phone. People sending me a private dang message to wish me a happy birthday. I can't understand why they won't just post it on my wall like a normal person. Okay, the reason why they won't post it like a normal person on your wall is because people, like, they try to be, like, personal, you know? Like, I send a private fucking message to my friends, you know, instead of putting it on their goddamn wall, I I, I put it on, you know, I stick it in a, hey, um, John, happy birthday, love and kisses, Jamie. Um, I fucking thought about you instead of some god awful, stupid, drummed up. Well, she is such a cunt. Oh my god, she's such a bitch. She everything is poor her, poor poor baby. She just oh just can't be. I swear to God, if I ever act like this, somebody please fucking stab me. Oh, of course you know here I am with a podcast just blasting it out to the world. Um, and then I was debating whether, and then, uh, I'm right there with you. I hate messenger too. And it never fails when I get on Facebook. Everyone wants to send me a message on messenger. I like call me or send me a text if you want to talk. So irritating. Um, thanks blank. Um, I was debating whether or not to post this, but yesterday, okay, I've read that already. Yeah, I agree. I don't do messenger anymore. Um, I've gotten so much hate on mine that it literally gives me anxiety. Oh my bitch. Me too. Miss, I don't even have Messenger. Yeah, um, Mother could get rid of it, too. So ask Dawn for my cell phone number. Yeah, she's just, you, I mean, if you send it to her in her Messenger, she'd probably be the same way. Um, she's just a, oh, she's such a, she's just a true bitch. So anyways, um, I don't even know what the fuck I was talking about before then. I'm... But, you know, I know this story is one-sided. And if, you know, if you want her side, ask her. She sure as fuck ain't told me anything. 
anyways, thanks for putting up with me. Thanks for listening to it all the way through. Um, most of y'all probably turned it off because it was too de- depressing or just couldn't handle it. I don't know. But, um, I, you know, whatever. Y'all have a great evening. Bye.